0: Hey, you're listening to Sit Down for Real, a new podcast for anyone interested in movies, especially the making of movies. I'm Mason Coyle, and each week I will be joined by various guests, including directors, actors, writers, people who will share their hands-on experience of the filmmaking process and discuss either the topic of the week or a movie review. If that sounds like something you're into, perfect. If not, stick with us anyway. We're not famous yet, but that doesn't mean we aren't entertaining. Sit Down for Real is made by a group of creatives collaborating across numerous projects in the hopes of turning our passions into careers. We hope this podcast will be a platform where we can cultivate our skills and share what we learn with you, our audience. If you ever have a comment, question, suggestion, or a nice review, please share it with us. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter, Gmail, Facebook at Sit Down for Real. That's real, R-E-E-L, like a film reel. It's a pun. You understand. Anyway, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Now on with the show. Hello, all, and welcome to Sit Down For Real, where we talk movies from script to screen, high budget to no budget. Whether it's the film of the year or your first film ever, we're here to discuss the filmmaking process and the movies we love and sometimes hate. I'm your host, Mason Coyle, and with me today is Kevin and Kai. What's up, guys? How's it going? How's it going? <laughs> it's going. Uh, let's see. So let's we'll start off with uh, any new movies you guys have seen, just for casual conversation.
1: Um, new relative to new to us or new yeah just to something people. you haven't
0: seen before
1: Yeah. Um, I did watch a 2020 movie release recently because um, it went up on Hulu um, there's a new one with Andy Sandberg and Kristen Miladi um, which I'm now blanking on the name of that I have to look up but it's kind of a play on it's called Palm Strings it's kind of a play on Groundhog's Day Mm-hmm. And it was surprisingly refreshing compared to that. Like, they get stuck in a time loop and all that shit happens. Is that a new but... one?
2: Oh, wait. That's the movie Exact. I was thinking of Adam Sandler for some reason. Yeah, no, no, Andy <laughs> Sandberg, the um, the guy from Lonely Island. Yeah, 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 It was
1: probably not my favorite of the year, but it was really funny and definitely one of those that you can sit down and just enjoy for what it is for a little bit.
0: Yeah, sometimes you really need those kind of movies. I, I appreciate the just a little bit of humor and lighten the mood. Yeah. yeah which was kind of the opposite of what I felt like I watched recently. I finally got around to watching The Lighthouse. Oh, oh really? we It's super lighthearted, yes. If we do a review of that movie, I think we'll also have to basically just have a... Um, a a topic theme of just weird-ass movies (laughs) that are just very bizarre and try to rank them, see what the weirdest movies out there are. If any of the audience people want to chip in, let us know what the weirdest movie (laughs) is, because that's probably about the weirdest movie I've ever seen. Oh, wow. We can find some. (laughs) I just watched one that
1: was weirder than that, so... I watched a movie per uh, my friend's Chris recommendation, which if he's listening to this, I still hate you, you for you watch Tusk? I've watched Tusk.
2: Yeah,
0: I've heard terrible things, oh so my I don't really want to do that to myself. The thing is, is that
1: I can watch weird movies. The Lighthouse, very weird. Very bizarre scenery, all atmosphere, but very well done. Yeah. And definitely very, like, congruent throughout all of it. They don't, They don't get away from that tone ever. It's always just, like, pushing your shoulders up and just waiting for something to happen. In Tusk, like, Johnny Depp shows up as, like, this comic relief PI who has this weird, like, Quebec and Manitoban, like, accent, and it was just the dumbest thing. Like, (laughs) I hate trashing on movies because we make movies, and it's so hard to make movies, but especially coming from an experienced director in that movie, it feels like he kind of made it on, like, a dare or something. Like, I bet you can't make this into a movie. It was... And he would do that. that the first the thirty minutes. Oh yeah, definitely. That. The first thirty minutes were excellent, like very suspenseful, very interesting. And then it just like someone pushed the car off of a cliff, and I just watched it fall, <laughs> and watched it explode. And it still went on for twenty minutes after that. So,
2: yeah, the movie you and I both watched recently was Citizen Kane. Much different. Than yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, usually wouldn't call that one a a bit of. A, it wasn't a flop. I don't think. No, not, not exactly. I think at the time it was, but. Not uh, recently considered the <laughs> greatest film of all time by some, but
0: yeah, it's something that I would maybe want to do on this thing because it's been a while since I've watched it, and maybe yeah. I've learned some some different um, aspects of filmmaking to appreciate it more. But I just remember oh, okay. the first time I watched it, maybe I was just a teenager who just wanted to watch action movies or something. But I was <laughs> like, "This is dull." <laughs> oh wow, yeah, yeah. We had a
1: we had a different experience watching I mean, it. We were really really invested
2: yeah I really it took It was. it's one of those movies it's similar to because I also watched uh, There Will Be Blood recently amazing and it, they're movies that have to sit for a little while so after you watch them and it happens more the more we watch movies the more it kind of comes into play where you're like alright here's my initial reaction and then you think about it for like four days after that and right. it's stuck <laughs> in your head and There Will Be Blood is one but Citizen Kane too I am recently obsessed with this movie now I've been thinking about it so much since we watched it Ten out of ten for sure, uh, but yeah, we we would have to go deep dive into it at some point because I really really liked it. Orson Welles is yeah amazing because yeah.
0: it does basically on so many lists come up as like the best film. We were so worried that we were gonna
1: <laughs> hate it. We were talking about it before. <laughs> There's so much really- to that. Like, get ready to watch the greatest American film ever made. Like, okay, and I know The wow. Godfather exists, and I also haven't seen that one, but yeah, it's Citizen Kane is foundational. Like, it may. It may not crack your personal top ten, but you can't. I think if you rewatch it, you'd see you can't deny how it built the rest of American cinema. Which I have been trying to watch a bunch of classic American cinema recently.
2: Yeah, um, it doesn't. I would agree. It doesn't crack my top ten, but it. There's nothing to hate about it. I I I just loved every aspect of the movie from start to finish. Dull. I could see, uh, watching it and thinking it was dull. If you weren't like heavily invested into what was happening mm-hmm. and watching every little thing that was going across the screen, it is it would be super boring. You'd be like, "Who gives a shit about this <laughs> newspaper guy? <laughs> like, who cares?" Right. But yeah, and they're like, "Who the hell? What was the um, the red crap? The word that he's rosebud. Rosebud. Yeah. Rosebud. I, for some reason, couldn't think of the word. Yeah. The whole time you're probably like, "Who cares what rosebud <laughs> is?"
0: you gotta find Rosebud kid get out there right (laughs) like I said I I definitely want to circle back to it see you know what what comes from it because I I like that about movies where you can definitely go back and sometimes you know your opinion doesn't change but sometimes it does you know surprisingly so
1: I think sorry just to this will help serve as a transition, too, because I know what we're talking yeah, about. We're just about um, <laughs> <today>. <laughs> yeah. Transition into... What are we talking about today? <laughs> today, guys? Just every movie we've ever seen. Let's go down the list. I do think the the time and place you watch a movie is very important. I think that there are some movies that are... My favorite movies, mine and cow's favorite movie, like we're about to talk about, that was very formative when we watched it. Mm-hmm. And there are some movies like... Um, Like we were talking about before, I watched Million Dollar Baby. Maybe if I had to watch that closer when it came out, or in high school, it would be like, this is the best movie ever. But watching it recently, seeing more movies, it's maybe I'm just not in the place where it really resonated with me as much. So, I think this is definitely... Yeah, up. and he's not saying
2: that we were like uh, super math geniuses when we were in high school <laughs> and stuff, and like it we resume- finally felt so. we were like, man, somebody gets it. I was also at Harvard around this time, and I didn't get any goddamn attention. This is ridiculous.
0: <laughs> All right, so with that, Goodwill Hunting—that is the the movie that we're talking about—and um, well, you guys, I- I've gleaned uh, I really <laughs> enjoy this. So why don't you guys together? Try to explain what the story is. In unison. You ready? (laughs) We have this
1: twin fluffy thing we can pull out once a month. I don't think we've used it yet. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I remember the first time Kyle and I watched it. And I think it was our dad had mentioned it, and we hadn't watched it. Yeah, he was like, wait, you guys haven't seen this movie? And so we watched it, and we just, like, I think you could see our heads had exploded far behind us, and I now have a very random reference to the movie tattooed on my arm Um, but yeah it's just something that as soon as we watched it we were just hooked on and it I don't think there's been a movie that's taken the top place in any of our lists since we've watched it
2: you can't we we never shift away from it and it's not it's almost um, we're super biased at this point I think (laughs) like to be totally honest we're super biased because anytime a new movie comes out like Little Women or something like that Mm -hmm. where it was just this at the end your jaws on the floor like that was incredible and but you're like, but it's not Goodwill hunting. <laughs> they are like, it's never gonna be Goodwill hunting. You guys are like
0: chasing the dragon. You're never gonna beat that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's <laughs> kind, of, it's kind of like
2: that because there's, but I think eventually it can, it'll be passed. I think Ooh, that's yeah. out of reason. It'll have to be. But whether or not it's your favorite movie versus because it, it's our favorite movie I don't know if it's the best movie that I've ever seen there's a there's a bit of a difference and it's yeah, weird yeah, to say yeah. that no but. there's
0: definitely a difference because I always say you know Jurassic Park is my favorite movie because it means and works on so many levels right. that mm-hmm. I enjoy but I obviously don't compare it to like you know my, my other second like go to usually is like Pants by Friend, which has yeah. a lot more layers of things working for it yeah
1: there's I think that Good Bull Hunting is a really good introduction into film as an art form Yeah, I think that I don't think anyone's looking at it as like trying to be a cinematographer and like oh my god this is the key that I've been missing like it shot well there's some cool shots it very, it's not it
2: is a very late 90s 2000s yeah, shot definitely. Vibe. like it just has that kind of because of the time period it has that kind of vibe to it so it's yeah, it's interesting in that aspect, but you're right. It doesn't. Nothing about that act or area of the film sticks out. Yeah. There's only the really, writing
1: and the acting are what really exactly push it above everything, which is interesting. Because I think the more I look at my favorite movies, it's always ones that either or ones that are well recognized for their writing that end up yeah. cracking into mine. So,
2: but do you want to say what it's about? I guess just a plot synopsis. Yeah, it's. Um about Boston. Boston, they don't. T- I don't think they say Dunkin' Donuts once in this movie, and it actually pisses me it's off a little bit. But I did uh, notice the product placement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> all <laughs> over the place.
1: I mean, I think that they definitely filmed in Boston, so it's just mm-hmm. everywhere. You can't turn a corner. But um, no, I mean, trying to think without going into too heavy spoilers, which it kind of flows well. But a um, kind of this one protagonist centered around a group of 20-something-year-old guys. Um, he's working as a janitor at Harvard, or MIT, or... Harvard. Harvard, um, and ends up solving these impossible math equations that are being challenged from by Fields Medal-winning professors to the um, the the college students that they're teaching. And they the students can't do it, but he, with none of the formal background or anything, can figure this out, I think there's a quote where um, he says like when Beethoven was the piano he could just play like that's what it is with mm-hmm. me and this I can just do it and it kind of transitions into kind of a love story with it and through different events he has to start seeing a therapist and that's where you get Robin Williams in the best performance of his career and one of the best acting performances ever and I will fight on that <laughs> but yeah it just kind of goes through that Path and everything, and I think it's really—it's not exactly slice of life, but it's really not as eventful as I think a lot of movies from that. It's such a era short. It, it's
2: basically the the time frame of this movie is probably what a couple months, maybe. I think it may end
1: up being a year because I maybe. think he finishes. Is there either he way to go to a year compared
2: but. to a lot of movies? it is a short time frame that we get to know this character in an only a finite area of his life. Mm-hmm. And it's... The cool part about this movie is how much he grows from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. And this very important time where he is making decisions about do I go work for this company like and stuff that we can, I guess we can talk about as we get past the yeah. spoiler <laughs> section well, but yeah I was just going to
0: say this movie is what over a decade right 97, uh, 97, 97. yeah so um we're just going to plow right through that was a very it was really
2: good the shit <laughs> yeah
0: but uh if you haven't seen it you know we urge you to see it I think all of us around the table would certainly say that um and if you haven't seen it by now, you probably don't care enough, so we're going to spoil it for you anyway. Um, <laughs> a, lot it, see it. a lot of it, yeah. though, I think, even without seeing it, because I actually saw it for the first time today, but I already knew enough of the beats just because this movie did have a lot of um, traction in popular culture because mm-hmm. it's been parodied or you know certain yeah. scenes have been lifted, lines, and, and shared about, so obviously it's connected with a lot of people. Um, yeah, it's not that...
1: That super indie movie that we're
0: like <laughs> well,
2: introducing everyone to. And this there's is... nothing, to be honest, there's nothing, This when I think what you were touching on a minute ago, there's nothing to spoil. Like, there's yeah. nothing a, a, that I can think of to where it would be like, oh man, I wish you wouldn't have told me that it was on like, the movie. Yeah, there's, there's, if
0: we jump all the way to the ending here, I can also say that it, I enjoyed the fact that it left it a little bit, you know. Very far open. down the road Very you don't open. know exactly what's going to happen but you just get the feeling of how the character has changed yeah. mm-hmm. and so you got like good vibes from that right? oh and Robin okay. Williams
2: line, like closing it <laughs> out holy
0: cow now Robin Williams my first reaction to seeing him was just like man why haven't I watched more of his movies um, because it's been I mean it was a sad time was it like a year ago now that he passed away it's been no, longer than that longer I was just going to look it up five,
2: six years I think that's crazy but yeah. an, the anniversary of his death uh, no, no, no birthday, his birthday yeah. was the 21st Yeah. but I the mean, anniversary of his death is actually in like two nine. weeks so okay. August 11th So or three weeks I guess how long ago was it? Um, 2014 yeah. so it's been Jeez. six years <laughs> what have I been doing with my life? <laughs> <laughs> it goes by quick yeah, yeah I don't, I don't
0: know time just flies by I mean but really he's got such charisma in, in like everything he's ever done. It's amazing, but I I just appreciated seeing him doing something. So yeah. that's yeah. probably the highlight for me watching this. He goes a hundred
2: percent into everything he does. Like if you like you say, watch some of his other movies. Some of his other movies are horrible. But it's not due to <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, it's not it's yeah. not his fault. Um the, he saves any part of that movie that was save. I remember to save. watching as a kid um We had it at our grandparents' house, but it was called Bicentennial Man. Do you remember that? That is a depressing movie. Maybe the most depressing movie I've ever (laughs) seen in my life. And but not at the and it's not a good movie. I didn't think it was a very good movie at all. Just it's about as slow and dull as a movie I've ever seen. It's this robot that like lives beyond all the people who's created him and he's known and Mm -hmm. it's but and he ages. It's, It's very weird. Yeah. But his acting in that movie is unbelievable and, and just like in any movie i've ever seen him in he is the sole focus of every scene that he's in mm-hmm. and he carries the entire movie with him he's yeah, yeah it's a very uh, good trait to have yeah yeah and i think that he
1: um he's definitely the peak of the comedian or comedy actors who can kind of stretch into the drama form yeah. of it um which i think is more in all the recognition the comedies never really recognize, um, and I've seen a lot of different things that say how much more difficult it is to do that, like, to yeah. get the jokes out than it is to do the more dramatic stuff, but he really pulled from wherever and whatever to make this role possible and make it happen, and it's definitely something that's been a huge influence in mine and Kyle's everything. Yeah. Like, anything that we write or work on, or if... I was trying to give, like... To my actors, like oh, like try to come out like this. I would probably show clips of this performance and something, regardless of what the movie was, because there's such a range to it that he just covers.
2: Especially all in Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. yeah, there's. I mean, there's scenes where he's in near tears. There's scenes where he's making jokes and laughing, and there's scenes where he's dead seriously, no. almost it, where he's angry. I mean, there's a, there's there's a, yeah, violent where he pins him up against the wall. Mm-hmm. I mean, and. No mistake, like nothing that where I'm ever like, oh yeah, I mean he could have acted that better. No, he couldn't have. <laughs> Literally, he could not have acted any of those scenes that I saw better. Yeah. We were gonna go. uh, What was it like? A week or two ago, we were planning to go to oh, Maine. Yeah. We were gonna go drive up the East Coast and go to Maine and like hang out, but COVID's caused that to get canceled. But we were gonna go to Boston to the bench. Just uh, to stop at the just bench. Just to stop. At the- <laughs> it was gonna be like an hour detour, but we were gonna stop at the bench and we still will like yeah. that's gonna happen but it's uh, obviously the probably the most iconic scene uh, no nah, maybe not scene most iconic location location movie, yeah. yeah that's what I meant location because the they turned it into other a... than Harvard Harvard doesn't count you can't call that an <laughs> iconic but it's in every movie so it doesn't because <laughs> it turned the bench was actually turned into some kind of
1: memorial when he passed away mm-hmm. a lot it was. of people took flowers and cards and things like that over to it yeah but yeah So, what do you think of the movie as we talk about it? it it You saw
2: it for the first time today, right? (laughs) I
0: saw it for the first time, and I just want to say that, once again, I'm like, it's good. It's a good movie. I enjoyed it. There's a Um, butt coming. Do you feel it? (laughs) It's rising up. (laughs) It's like,
2: it's good. It's amazing. I hated it. I mean, I loved it, but...
0: (laughs) Like, my only... It's not a complaint. It's just that I would probably watch this movie again if it was on the TV, but... Will I watch it again? Yeah, maybe. You know, it's just, there's so many movies yeah. to watch. It's not oh, one no, of those that, fair. it's not for me something that I need to watch like once a year. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's all. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I think that's fair. We, we watched it, I mean, right after we saw it from, so one example, when we were like three or four, the movie that we watched, my mom said maybe every day for a full year was The Lion King. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, yeah. it was like every day we watched it and right after we saw this movie we told every single person we knew in the world you have to go see this movie and everybody's like we've already seen that movie dude like it's not a new movie (laughs) we're like well we just found it so you need to go watch it and we watched it within like a span of four years probably 200 times or something like that it was yeah a crazy amount because we had become like so it just hit us so well and sometimes and that varies from person to person so some movies people are it was it was good like you said it was good if I watch it again maybe if it's on I'll watch it because it's good but it's not gonna be something I seek out yeah. whereas some movies like for you it's Jurassic Park it sticks out so much you're like if it's on if it's not on it's gonna be on because I'm putting it on like it's <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm gonna find a way to watch this movie again because it just sticks so well
0: Yeah, um, I know it's a very hard question to kind of lay on you guys, but what do you think it was? Like, do you have some specifics of, like, why is it triggered it? Why did it blow your mind?
1: So I think, and I may, this is maybe maybe the same way I mentioned it earlier. Um We did watch a ton of movies growing up. Um Like, every weekend, <laughs> two movies at least. Yeah. Friday night, with movie night, Saturday night, with movie night. We didn't do any, I mean, we were also kids, kids at that point, but even when we were in high school, we didn't do
2: anything besides mm-hmm. run. Yeah, like we Our dad, we ordered, we had we would either go... We went to Blockbuster like every other day with our mom and we would go get movies or video games and then we would watch a movie that night and then eventually that mail service Netflix and Blockbuster came and we started getting those and we had like whatever the subscription that Blockbuster had which, I'm, which probably was a shitty deal yeah. uh, which is why <laughs> they mean. went of business but you would get two or three movies at a time and yeah. that was that was cool though because we were excited when that movie came in. We were like, what is it? And then you open and you're like, Fast 6. And you're like, Fuck. <laughs> I don't I want fast yeah. or whatever it was, but yeah. they were, I think what you're trying to get at is the quality of movie that we started well, to watch. I think that it
1: was more, I think that we watched, Style. like, we did watch a lot of dad movies, because our dad was picking the movies. Like, we watched the the action movies, the, yeah. the cookie cutter ones, and like, and like, we watched the family comedies, we watched, um, okay. and, and we cool. watched some classics, like we'd watch Back to the Future, Star Wars, Jurassic Park. We didn't watch think, bad
2: movies. I don't think we yeah. were not... Well, okay. A couple times, Blockbuster would send us some pile of garbage. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that this was the first time that we saw that a movie could be a little more than that. Like, there's always... You always watch those movies, and there's um, the big... The rom-com, or there's, the, there's always the B story, love story, where everything's good at the end, and everything happens. And, like, yeah. this was different. This showed... Before we even knew it, it showed... Um, men going through mental health crises, it showed um, abuse, it showed all these different things, it showed like how we grow from the situations we come from, and I think that as we were kind of fostered into this love of movies, this was the first movie that showed that there is a humanity to it, there's an art to it, that you can make connections beyond just comedy, beyond just love story, beyond just this and that, and I think that we were permanently set on this path to forever love movies like that was just ingrained in us but this was the first one that showed us that there's kind of more to film than the blockbusters and yeah. the yeah. comedies like in the there's there's deeper levels
0: to it right I totally I think I'm getting exactly what you're you're putting down I and mean, I'm just uh, <laughs> wondering in my own mind because I didn't have that even though I, certainly at some point I did, you just can't See a movie, it. I just can't pinpoint, like, which one was, like, higher above, because I, I bring this up, like, every episode, <laughs> that there are movies that, you know, are roller coasters, and that's fine, because that's part of it, that's, it's experience, it's, you know, catharsis, it's, you know, it's doing all the things that movies are supposed to do, but... There are obviously ones that take it to, you know, like straight to your heart Mm -hmm. or something that like lingers with you for days or whatever, where sometimes even your whole life where you might change some of the ways you act because of a movie that you watch. Now, yeah, I can't. I'm going to have to think about that for like a <laughs> week now like what movies <laughs> what movie and, did and, and it. anybody in the audience who cares to share what any big movies that impacted them put that on Facebook in our Facebook yeah. group But mm-hmm. I, would, I would be really interested in t- to seeing that kind of discussion
1: that would be my favorite movie list to make and like just watch those movies <laughs> in those a row movies, that would yeah. be excellent
2: yeah I think the, the movies that we watched a lot as a kid were the we watched a lot of romantic comedies. I think I think that was some. And it they're movies that have a very strong resolution. So it builds. It's mm-hmm. very much where this character doesn't like this character at the beginning, but then slowly they grow to like each other, and then they're like, oh, kiss her, and it's like, <laughs> And they kiss each other, and then it's done, and like that's the end of the movie, and then you're cool. But this movie didn't do that. This was like one of the first movies that we had watched where it was like, this is how it ends take It, it ends right. with just enough that you need. It doesn't but feed, it, force it, feed you everything. It, it, it. It's the movie. content for me, the movie continued after the, mm-hmm. you watch the car drive away. But then you're like, "Oh, I bet he made it to Stanford. He got her. He did this." Or right. you think like, "Where would like you?" Because he never really does say where he's going. You know what I mean? Like he just kind of goes. I had to go see
1: about a girl. So he's, yeah, yeah, we know where he's yeah. going, but it's
2: <laughs> it's still open ended enough to where you like you can imagine because you come become so attached to Will in this movie where. You want to see him happy because you find out all the crap that he had to mm-hmm. go through, and what was it? is like, he was like, my dad made me pick a, a wrench, a belt, and uh, a stick, a stick. He choose? He was like, what'd you pick? <laughs> wrench. Why? Fuck him. That's why. It's my favorite. One of my favorite lines in the movie. Yeah, I think that there's something that even maybe just
1: during this conversation, I'm getting a better hold on, but I don't think you see so much in movies this. Um, and more specifically just with the type of movies we were watching, but this sort of three dimensional struggle that um, men go through with trauma and the mental intense health. Intense vulnerability that he yeah, shows and, in this movie. Vulnerability in this movie compared to vulnerability in like an action movie where the protagonist is opening up about his past to his partner or something. Yeah, like, yeah. There's such a there's such a depth to this one that we maybe hadn't seen in anything. Like it was yeah. something that really opened up a lot to... the
2: movie has never that I've seen had to work to pull it out of him it's very weird when you're watching like an actual psychologist and or I guess he's a psychiatrist in this movie work through with him mm-hmm. which is something that I I'm, we haven't seen enough movies to have that go through but it takes a long time in this movie for Will to eventually like open up yeah. there's the whole scene where he sits for like three hours and they just sit and don't talk mm-hmm. and just kind of sit and just hang out and stuff and that's part of what he's his plan but it, it no normal movie would have that scene they would have him start to resolve almost immediately they would just kind of start building it up so that halfway through the movie he figures out and he's like oh i got to go get the girl and they would have shown yeah. the stanford mm-hmm. scene and they would have got shown her getting there but this is not this is not that movie mm-hmm. and i think that's part of like there's so much expectation when you find out what the movie's about you're like oh I know what's going to happen mm-hmm. this is a romantic comedy <laughs> Robin Williams is in it did you hear that like right you're expect- <laughs> what you're expecting Matt Damon's in it he's going to beat somebody up for sure he does but he does yeah, <laughs> he does, yeah. <laughs> there's Ben Affleck, so, Affleck shows up yeah Ben Affleck <laughs> shows up he's got a beer in his hand the whole time the yeah, cast exactly. of this movie was really good that was the other thing I think we hadn't seen such a multi-layer of cast where every single person in the movie wasn't a phenomenal actor. I thought. Like I thought, everybody in the movie did amazing. Yeah, it's a
1: really good ensemble piece. Like yeah, main driver, and I think it's Stellan Skarsgård. Mm-hmm. It's a Skarsgård. It's the, the Skarsgård. Right. It's the but, dad Skarsgård yeah. <laughs> as the professor. But um, but yeah, no. I think it's something that um, not to fully contest with the um, the in. I'm sure you will watch it if it's on TV and stuff. I'm not saying, like, oh, you have to go watch it five more times. But <laughs> it does age well. And I think a lot of movies... I just watched um, Breakfast at Tiffany's, and that movie has not aged well. Um, a lot of racism in that movie. but And even just from problematic things, I think that this movie, it has something timeless about it that you'll, yeah. you'll glean more things depending on where you are in life and depending on what you didn't no, notice. I,
0: I totally get that, and, and I feel basically a lot of what the movie was going for and maybe that's why I'm just a little bit uh, blase about it because I'm like I've been having this struggle for ten years now so (laughs) you know this is not new to me to a teenager I'm sure yeah it kind of like what do you Mm -hmm. want and that's an interesting thing I want to get to about this movie because you know you're talking about expectations a little bit and like as a writer you hear over and over again your characters you know, you need them to have a desire, mm-hmm. and then everything is built off of that. And in this movie, basically the whole thing is to figure out what the character's desire actually right. is. So it's, it's a very unique sort of situation, and it works very well. I want to be a shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bo Peep.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's that whole that whole scene in the movie when uh, probably the... I don't know. It's a scene that sits with me pretty well. It's when... They're at the Construction, the construction Yad. Uh, I'll be using a Boston accent the rest of this podcast. But, you know. we will have to I watch. thought you were going to do that at the start. I'm <laughs> disappointed. <and laughs> <episode laughs> no, but Ben Affleck and uh, Matt Damon are standing on their lunch break, I think, uh, mm-hmm. drinking beers, talking about the future. And he was talking about what had happened with... Because uh, in the movie, Matt Damon, Will Hunting, breaks up with his girlfriend, Mini Driver. Mm-hmm. And... <clears throat> Out of more vulnerability on his part, not willing to maybe commit. That's maybe the more cliche uh, theme in the movie is yeah. his, his commitment issues. Well, the attachment issues yeah, that yeah. drive his character. Yeah, but he doesn't. Um, he doesn't chase after her. Kind of lets her go and goes back to working construction with Matt or with uh, Ben Affleck and that conversation that goes about where they're talking about uh, f- their future and he's like if you're still here uh, watching Patriots games with me and going to Little League with our kids in 30 years I'll fucking kill you (laughs) and it's such a turning point in the movie because it becomes you like like you said you don't find out what his desire is because up to this point he still doesn't even seem like he knows and Ben Affleck basically slaps him in the slaps him in the face and wakes him up and it changes the rest of the movie the movie takes a complete left turn at that point And that's where I think the movie really starts to... uh, I mean, mean, what are we... Probably 20, 30 minutes left in the movie at that point. Like, if that, it's pretty late in the movie. And then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, yeah, now he's going to go get the girl. And then it's like, movie over. You're like, what? When's Good Will Hunting 2 coming out? (laughs)
0: Yeah, but there's definitely this... It's so interesting. It works well because it's the audience that kind of, like, fills in what the characters want is. Like, we just assume... I think at the beginning, or at least I certainly did, that Like, we want him to succeed, right? We want him to get the, the good job or to move out and be like the, the math savant that he is and be a mm-hmm. genius and, and help a lot of people in that way. Um, but what's cool about this uh, movie, the, the theme that it's uh, going through is basically saying, you know, like, yeah, you could do that, but anything you do, is really up to what you feel mm-hmm. like what's best for you what's best for the people you care about and you know society comes after that i guess really <laughs> yeah, yeah. um so yeah very very interesting stuff and definitely worth contemplation yeah. yeah i think that
2: was the other thing maybe being at that point uh that formative years mm-hmm. where you're being told that hey you should start to figure out what you want to do you, you're getting 13 yeah you're, you're nearing high school you should start to start looking at uh, what do you want to do with your life and you're like this is ridiculous I have to figure this out now And which is BS there's no reason <laughs> to but the um, this movie kind of took like you said a weird turn on that where somebody who has so much natural so many natural gifts and decides to in the professor's mind throw them all away Mm -hmm. and it's like that but that's not what makes him happy like he just happens to have this gift it doesn't mean it needs to be the center of his entire life and watching it at 13 now not that either of us were like these mathematician gifted people were (laughs) like you mean i can just throw my gift away hell yeah no but it's a a different outlook on how to go about your looking towards your future and your your life it's just like kind of Find what makes you happy and chase after it and
0: Yeah, because everything we do is like a risk. Right. And mm-hmm. and once you find that thing and this is another aspect that I thought was interesting with Robin Williams, you know, there's this huge, you know, backstory with his character having a very true and deep love for his yeah. wife who passed away from cancer after, you know, years of suffering. And so this is a guy who risked, you know, there's the story he missed there's this big important mm-hmm. baseball game to go get the girl and then he doesn't regret it and he also you know in doing all those things with that comfort and and love for for, you know that family dynamic he gives up some of his career opportunities too so it's just the risks that you I mean what are you going to regret basically and they have that conversation about you know the thing that I loved and got I loved so I don't regret that you yep. know, it's the things that I, I have the chance to love something and then I didn't take that chance. You know, that's regret.
2: That's the that's the mm-hmm. whole bench conversation. So when he's on the bench and he's talking to Will about... he Will ask, literally asks him the question... Or no, maybe that's in the office. There's so many good yeah. scenes in this movie. In the office when he's talking to him about that. Yeah, that's what he says. He's talking about, do you have any regret? Like, do you regret meeting her? Mm-hmm. He's like, I have a lot of regrets, Will, but that's not... That, I mean, that's not one of them. He's like that's the whole mm-hmm. that's the whole thing yeah i think that um
1: just to backtrack into both of those um the uh talking in the formative years i would be um lying if i didn't say that some part of this movie didn't lead to my interest in psychology which led me to get a currently very useless psychology degree from a dead school shout out to dylan who did the same thing um <laughs> But, useless for reasons that, if you know what, we can talk about. But, um, but no, I think that it's a... I think that it's equally more complicated than just that he was... He ends chasing what he loved. I think that that's there. He's also going to Silicon Valley, which I'm sure he has plenty of job opportunities with his brother. Well, yeah, I
2: think about that, but...
1: More, and I, but it's more of just, like, what was really interesting to me is how... He's a shepherd. Yeah. <laughs> but... Very um, evidently not everyone has an attachment disorder and not everyone goes through um, physical abuse from their parents growing up, but everyone can, through the sometimes most difficult and sometimes the easiest ways, can understand why he's not committing to these things. Like, the more and more you learn about his character, you are you may start and think, like, oh, he's just this kind of arrogant 20-something-year-old kid who um, just wants to do nothing with his life, just wants to hang out with his friends and drink beers and go to, or watch Patriots games and take his little kids to Lily games on Sundays and all this stuff, but the um, the more you get into it, you really understand why he's doing the way, what he's doing, mostly through Robin Williams' character and the writing and that, and you see this fear behind it that you then suddenly see, oh, the person who's the best at what they do in the world, like there's a... Fields' medal-winning professor in front of him who's lamenting over the fact that he met Will because he's not the best in the world anymore. There's this kid who's in his 20s who's way better than him. Um, There's this person who's the best at what they do in the world, and they have these same fears, they have these same doubts, they have these same insecurities and everything. And for a while, I thought it was weird that I could, like, like, yeah, I can relate to Will Hunting. It's like, I'm not a super genius. Why can I relate to this dude? Like, why is this there? But I think that that... Humanity that comes out of the character is what really what you can really stick to and hold on to is that you want to do what you want to do. You don't know sometimes why you want to do what you want to do, but everything about your life past and now kind of goes into it, and you have to keep rolling with the punches and hopefully come out driving to Stanford to
2: even love your life. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, part of the movie is you can't you can't set your Life's plan on the world's expectations, mm-hmm. you, right? Like, then that's kind of like when he says that he can work construction his whole life. That's kind of his idea. He's almost saying, like, middle finger to the world. He's like, yeah. the world may want me to do math, but nobody asked what I wanted to do. But then that's
1: also, as Ben Affleck pointed out, it's a middle finger to the people who exactly. do that. Exactly. So which it's, is the
2: craziest thing in the movie. I mm-hmm. every time we talk about this, I'm like, that's my favorite scene. No, this is my favorite <laughs> scene. I was just Baby thinking even about talked about the It's Not Your Fault scene. Oh well we all, we all give me a minute. <laughs> With that Robin Williams just died. Give me a minute. No, <laughs>
1: a year ago, right? No. Maybe don't edit out the tears from this, but
2: <laughs> Kevin and I are gonna reenact it. What were you gonna say, Mason? <laughs> I,
0: I was gonna say time flies and we should be just going into final thoughts we still have some time so i don't want to make you feel like you have to <laughs> rush anything but at the same time we know that we could talk about this mm-hmm. movie well i should say you guys particularly could talk about this movie yeah, it's um, not your all day problem. so it's um i know <laughs> uh, final thoughts
1: um no i mean like i said it is um our collective favorite movie it's just something that I'll talk about that scene as a good way to wrap it up. Because it's <laughs> such a cathartic climax that... I mean, there's still ten minutes of the movie after that happens. Like, there's a good wrap-up after it, but... It's a
2: decent amount of time.
1: You just... And I think in the script it says, after, like, when they're hugging after Will's sobbing into um, Sean's arms, like, their father and son, finally, like, they have this, like, connection that mm-hmm. they've been kind of circling the whole movie. Um, and it's just... I don't know, like I said seeing that emotion just getting into that like it's just this you've been you've been fighting with the characters the whole time and you finally get to this point um
0: we didn't talk about the painting
1: the painting there's too much it really <laughs> the layers <laughs> the of this so movie.
0: <laughs> yeah I have we'll okay. have to start doing like commentary so yeah <laughs> talk like, step by step <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um no I think that it's I do think that it is an important movie aside from just how it's sort of formed Kyle and I's view on movies and kind of our, um, perspective into film as an art form. because um, it does really show those, it shows men in mental health crisis moments and it shows this universal need to try to figure out what you want to do and this universal desire to just be loved unconditionally. And especially when you haven't gotten that, how it goes in and out of that, but Excellent writing, excellent acting, and endlessly revisitable comedy, drama, tears, everything.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's just a one. Of, it's the most full-bodied movie probably I've ever seen, and I know that's super debatable, but it it hits everything that you look for in a movie, and I think that was part of what. There's very few movies that I've seen that do that, where at, after watching it every single time, I'm just like. wow feel very full
1: yeah yeah it's a very refreshing you go through a lot and come out on top I think that some movies you expect to come out on top some movies you don't come out on top but this is one where it's just
2: yeah it is a happy ending yeah there's no watching Robin Williams in that movie still is just mind boggling to Mm -hmm. me which now is a perfect time to watch it since his birthday was just happened and the anniversary of his death within a month span. I mean that's a good time to pay tribute to Robin Williams. Yeah. So. If you like his acting and haven't seen this movie, then you need to watch this movie for sure. It is I think his best. And for if sure. you like super thick Boston accents <laughs> and you like Ben Affleck and Casey Affleck punching each other for like thirty minutes of the movie while they're walking down the street drinking beers, then <laughs> That's what I noticed one Cinema. thing. yeah. Casey Affleck gets punched more in that movie than I think. He, it was in his contract, I think. Yeah, probably. Like, punch him in the face at this scene. It's like, all right, Casey, we,
1: we wrote the movie. We can get you in the movie, but I'm going to have to beat your ass for half of it. Like, fine. I'll the win an Oscar in a couple years. It's fine.
2: The other thing, I guess my, my last thing, there are so many ending possible scenes in this movie. It could have ended with uh, him finally having that moment with Robin Williams mm-hmm. it could have ended when Ben Affleck walks up to his house and sees through the window and sees he's he gone, gone. Yeah. and Casey's like where is he at he's like he's gone what do you mean he's gone and they get in the car mm-hmm. and go to work that could have been the end of the movie too but they kept it they went even further to mm-hmm. continue with uh, that callback to like you said the the Red Sox game and I gotta go see about a girl and ends with you stole my line yeah, and which is one of my favorite ending lines perfectly tied up it's, yeah, it's, yeah you <laughs> tied the bow and then you pushed it off it was yeah like you said as full circle of a movie as I've seen probably mm.
0: but yeah so just to summarize there's definitely great acting good writing um, especially like we just keep naming scene after scene after scene because there's <laughs> so many it's, where like, there's like especially everything that's one on one is like very powerful Mm -hmm. and uh, the actors definitely have a lot of uh, um, chemistry working together they did a great job Um, and just the the general like I said to me it's so interesting to see the character not have a desire but like chase after the Mm -hmm. desire and we as the audience follow along in that and therefore we get to a very real you know place of introspection because we have to wonder, you know, are we chasing after things just because some people tell us that that's what we're good at? Are we doing it because that's just what we're comfortable with and we're afraid of failure? Are we doing it because we actually enjoy it? You know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it it comes from a place of truth within Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Matt Damon dropped out of Harvard. Yeah. He was... I mean, there's more to that, obviously. But I think it was to pursue this project in hand, but it they was, were getting but, opportunities. Yeah, that- to move out to L.A. and write with Ben Affleck mm-hmm. and start doing because Ben Affleck's dad was a, a, literally a janitor at Harvard, right? I don't remember. I think Ben Affleck's dad was a janitor at Harvard. If I'm wrong, come at me. But <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it came from a real place, and you mm-hmm. can feel it through the whole movie. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm a little disappointed we didn't get to talk more about just that, because this is one of, if not the first kind of thing that both of those guys... They're, I know they, they had acted like before. Break, this was, right? yeah. Oh, the, yeah. And they this were the was
1: youngest their... winners of the um, uh, Best, Best, Best Screenplay yeah. Award, which we have a very limited amount of time to, to try that if Kyle and I are going for it. But <laughs> we, we're running out of time. Before. <laughs> I think we have... <laughs> two years. Uh, two years. I think that's what we
2: got, so... <laughs> two years. All right, guys, get to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for having the discussion. Um, I just want to say, if you, the audience, want to get in contact with us, we are Sit Down for Real on Facebook. We got a Facebook group. We're on Twitter. We have our Gmail, Sit Down for Real at gmail.com. If you want to email us, we appreciate your support and definitely want to hear from you. Talk about the movie. Any other suggestions uh, for topics? We're going to be moving forward with a uh, producing more content in the future. We're very excited about that. So the more ideas we get from you, the audience, will be a good thing so we know someone's actually going to (laughs) listen. But uh, thanks to BTB Films and our crew for helping out the podcast whenever they can. Thanks to Dylan for all the audio work. Thanks to my guests today, and thank you for listening. Extra thanks to those who like, subscribe, and leave a nice review wherever you find us. It means a lot. Thanks for listening. We'll save your spot till next time. Goodbye. So how you like them apples? Huh? <laughs> 25. Perfect. That's a- You're still here. Thanks for hanging out with us while we talk movies. But now we want to hear from you. If you have a comment, send it our way. Did we forget something or make a mistake? Call us out on it. Do you have a movie you really want us to review? Let us know what it is and we'll get to it. Whether you have a question about filmmaking process or just want to know who we think would win in a fight between all the film characters of Martin Scorsese versus the characters of Quentin Tarantino, you ask us whatever you like, and we'll do our best to figure it out. So once more, we are Sit Down For Real, R-E-E-L, on Twitter, Gmail, Facebook. Your support means everything to us. Thanks for listening.